Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam. This is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. We have For the Long Run here on the Rambling Runner Podcast, a monthly collaboration that I do with Carolyn Sue, my good friend and co-creator over on Relay. In addition to that, today we have a special guest, a good friend of both of ours, Maurice the Marathon Panda Loman is also in the house. Maurice, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yay! Very, very excited. You know that wicked excited up for us up here in the Northeast. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, this is a Northeast pod. So if you're coming yeah. to us from, if anyone's listening to this not from the Northeast, what, why? They know. As soon as I say the word, as, as soon as, as, soon as they, <laughs> they hear the word wicked, they say, is this guy from the Northeast? And I say it so often. Wicked. Wicked. Bubblers. And Bubblers. Is it, sprink- is it sp- Jimmy's or Sprinkles? It's Jimmy's. It's Jimmy's. It's Jimmy's, Jimmy's, man. Jimmy's. Uh, I, say, I say extra sprinkles, but I do use the word Jimmy's. <laughs> right. No, I hear you. No, it, it is confusing. Like, it oh, is a bubbler. Oh, Jimmy's on my ice cream. I think there's like a mountain of uncles on their, yeah. you know. And coffee their- milk. Yeah, there you go. Coffee milk. Of course. Coffee we milk. have the coffee syrup upstairs. We just got a we, new container. We got to go park, we gotta go park the car because I'm going to get coffee milk. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Carolyn said there's no coffee milk. Sorry, I've the- only been oh. here like 10 years. <laughs> oh, not you like haven't you had guys. coffee milk? I'm from Texas. So <laughs> what is this coffee milk? <laughs> the best kind of milk. The, the best, best kind. kind of milk ever. All right. You know, you know, All right. Coffee, you know how like chocolate milk is from brown cows white milk is from white cows <laughs> yeah. right right right, right, right coffee right, right. milk is from brown people brown cows like me they're mixed coffee they're mixed. milk the is bi- from the biracial cows make coffee milk what oh. what is happening <laughs> yeah. i thought this is some like duncan's thing <laughs> all right all right on that I note i'm gonna say hyper cows marie's took it a different direction <laughs> <laughs> you know most cows just kind of stand there if you see if you see a cow just like galloping through the grass and he looks biracial milk. he's he's the producer of coffee looks milk biracial <laughs> people don't know maurice is biracial maurice maurice is saying that that's that's the whole panda thing half black half white yes yes see? see i gotta take my talents to the ginger runner podcast. <laughs> yeah that's where i need to take my talents all right we are excited because we're gonna do our top if five. you can't tell already <laughs> We've all opinions. had some coffee milk, milk. or whatever you call it. <laughs> so later in the show, each of us have compiled a list of five unpopular opinions that we feel strongly about, and we cannot wait to share that. But as is the custom with this podcast, for the love, for the love of the run, we always do a little, how's everyone doing today? Kind of vibe. Maurice, you're the guest here, so we have to start with you. Actually, fresh off a race, which is kind of like, how you do it. You're always racing. You're always putting out, especially in 2022, unbelievable set of races. And you were on the show recently uh, to talk about many of those. But how are you doing, my man? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And yes, by the way, I'm, I'm the guy that tells you what I did. I, I ran a 5K this morning. Um, hence the hashtag catch me at the start line. So the 5K was fun. It was called the downtown jingle. It's second or third time doing it. Um, I was PR hunting and that PR hunt was a success. Hey! Life, life, lifetime PR on the 5K. Lifetime. Oh, 2037, wow. uh, oh 635 gosh. pace. Whoa, that is blazing, my friend. <laughs> wow. It's pedestrian to some. It's pedestrian to some, but in the Panda's world, wow. it was it was a little a little speedy. A PR I mean, is a PR. PR, yeah. PR, a PR is a PR. Yeah. yeah. Right. A lot of people aren't. But 
a lot of people aren't PRing the 5K mm. like after age like 28. Right, so a, lot I, of people, I, like, a lot of people are hammering the 5K later on. They kind of like set the PRs for longer distances later in life. Mo, Mo, how old are you right now? 44, and it's funny that you said that. And One of my good friends. 5K PRs of 44. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I had never broken 21 minutes. And one of the coolest mm. compliments I got today was one of my friends, um, Sarah. She said that I give her hope because she's the same age. And she said she thought the fast days were behind her and seeing me mm -hmm. improve and still chase PRs and, and chase them down. She said I give her hope that her faster days are not behind her. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Amen. I, love that. I was just thinking the same thing. Like you're giving me hope. Right I now. previously had never broken 21 minutes, so it was mm -hmm. a, it was a really good day. And not only that, it's not like you were tapering for this sucker. You're coming off a hundred miler. You're coming miler, off a half marathon PR. Half marathon PR. PR. Yes. <laughs> Three oh <my> minutes. <laughs> right. Since Break, you brought it breaking, up. Going, what was it 137? You broke 140. 135. Right? 135. I love it. So did you go in with like a, a certain pace in mind or are you just completely running by feel at this point? I mean, you're, you race so often and you're so experienced with this stuff. I, I knew the course and I've made the mistake of going way too hard on the first mile, um, which I thought I was going to avoid that mistake today. I did not. And that first mile um, is so flat. So flat. No, it's all uphill it. in front of hey, the Providence one? Place Mall. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? I was thinking of the CVS downtown course. This one's this one is the same as the IGT, which you and I oh. have raced together before. Okay. Um, so you go right, up sorry. the hill in front of in front of the mall, around the train station, out to the pedestrian bridge, turn around and then back up the train station hill and down. Um, okay. So first mile was my fastest, but two and three were identical. And I'm very proud of myself because the third mile, I maintained the pace up that hill. To answer your question more directly, the, the goal was to be 655 or better. Um, and I, I was able to achieve that. Way under that. Yeah, yeah, way under that. Yeah. So six, 644 was my slowest split. Wow. We were saying you and you just you started with and just kind of edged out Ted Jordan, who was the last guest on this podcast. And he's a good, good friend of mine. We we started at the start line together. Um, he said he kept me in sight the entire time, um, which he obviously did because he came in, you know, seconds after me. Right. And that's the thing about trying to beat Maurice. You always knew where he was in the course because he is high fiving and positive fiving the whole way. He's I screaming you wear your the entire hat? race. I had the Santa hat on, say, but oh, Matt, Santa. that brings mm -hmm. me to one of my um, unpopular themes. Oh, a lot of in. we're diving in. <laughs> You're diving in. <clears throat> so I hear it a lot that, you know, you'd be a little bit faster if you weren't yelling and screaming and cheering mm. everybody on. And don't you exert a lot of energy? And you know, if you didn't, in a 5K, you don't stop for a selfie. But in a half marathon, if you're the marathon panda, you definitely stop for a selfie. Um, and and, and I, I hear that all the time, but I'm not going to change my role in this community, which I've embraced as the cheerleader. I try to exert as much energy as possible, cheering other people on, um, thanking the volunteers, thanking the police officers. I'm the first one to admit I run around town saying, hi, my name's Mo. I call myself the Marathon Panda. Guess what I did this morning? So it's, I I know that, I own that. I talked to the and third I, person. I give it back. I want, everybody's doing awesome. And I and I give that back in the community by cheering everybody on. <clears throat> Two weeks in a row, Matt, I received the same and the best compliment ever. 
someone said, you're pretty fast for somebody that never stops cheering for everybody. And I just take that as a compliment. Mm. And 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 aside, mm. people have said it all the time. You know you would be faster if you weren't yelling and screaming. Um, next year is a is a BQ chase, and maybe I'll dial back the hype um, on a day like that. And it's not that simple, right? Because you want you can't just like completely turn it off. Because like obviously that joy is a positive piece too, right? There's even it's science a part that of backs who you up. Are. Like if you're running, yeah. if you're smiling on the run, that like that helps bring up the positive energy. It does, and it's rewarding to me. And I and I don't want to change. I don't want to change. I love that. So I mean, Carolyn, yeah. Maurice passed me at a half marathon last spring in a brutally cold race. It was like 20 degrees with 35 okay. hour consistent winds oh, along the water. Gosh. It oh, was, yeah. I think water. Maurice like didn't meet, didn't meet the start line when like when the gun went off because like, normally we'd correct. It wasn't a big race. Like just, everyone correct. started next to each other. It was like 50 people. It was like, because everyone was like, screw this dude. I'm not going to that race. So like all of a sudden, like at mile two, all of a sudden I'm like, I know that voice. I'm like turning around, like where? Mary's is like comes chugging along, like hey, chugging what's going along. on? And so I was like, I got to experience, like I've been with you in, in the middle of a race and like experienced with that, like side by side. But I got to experience, like here he comes. He's yes. coming. Yes. And he just, I was, and, he, um... he, and you and you rolled past me that race too. You we hung around for like half a mile, like all right, dude, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. While I you're felt cheering, good. I kept going. While I'm cheering, yes, oh, yes. Yeah, I was at the Boston Marathon. Oh, no, it's fine. No, no, I was um, cheering and spectating at the Boston Marathon this year with our good friend Remy. And uh, we heard you and saw you. Like, and we heard the crowd as you were coming up. We were at um, just over Heartbreak Hill. um, And so we could hear, we could hear like from afar the cheers and growing louder and louder. And then we saw you, like, yeah, Marathon. Panda, and you seriously, yeah, like even during, I just assumed honestly, I thought that you uh, cheered and high fived everyone on the races that you were like having, just simply like wanting to be there to have fun and encourage, you know, and spread joy. I didn't realize like you actually really did this even on the races where, where you're like, I do want a PR. And so I, let's gonna... touch on that just a little bit. I have one successful run in a marathon distance PR where I did dial back the hype completely. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was a discipline. It was a hard discipline to keep for 26.2 miles, even seeing family and friends and not running over and giving them hugs. Um, But it was the only reason why I PR'd at the distance. So I do know how to to turn it off and dial it back. But believe me, there was a huge, huge hype party at the finish line to make (laughs) up for not, for not yelling and screaming. So I do want to touch on that. I do respect Mm. I respect the distance and I know that in order to PR um, the majority of the time, you cannot be Mr. Hype Man um, at that distance. So I, I do know how to shut it off, but it doesn't happen too often. Oh, and I can't out the way. It has to be like I a glimmer of light slides through. It's like, like a children's bedroom. Like you close the door, went out all the way, like a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, little glimmer, little glimmer. There was there was some, you know, the fist pumps in the air and the peace signs and all that stuff, and maybe yeah. some some air high fives, but there weren't any running off the course to take a selfie yeah, that would that like adds take up. ninety seconds off that of your time. Up. Yeah, you were an ultra runner long before you, you you like signed up for one. You like a yeah, marathon was like twenty eight point yeah. nine Amer- miles. There was never yeah, a straight exactly. line. It was like a, a weave. <laughs> no, yeah. I love that. And actually, I should say. And I actually talked about this a couple months ago on the show. Like Maurice and Ted were at mile 25 of my recent marathon. Yes. Just by uh-huh. themselves. Just on like a Narragansett 
Rhode Island Road at mile 25. Ted had come back from running the half, and they were just sitting there, like, cheering me in. I waiting was like, for I'm you. Gonna, I'm not oh, the only one they cheered waiting, in. But waiting they were like, for you specifically, yes. Oh, it was a lot of fun. You're bringing it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But special shout-out to my buddy Patrick Karen, who ran that Boston Marathon mm-hmm. with me, and he was receiving multiple cheers from, from the fans. People knew who he was, and mm. it felt cool um, to run next to him and, and hear the name Patrick being yelled out, and then to also hear the name Panda being yelled out. Yeah. So I appreciate you and Remy being out there. Uh, Remy and I, we, we bumped into each other at Bay State years ago, uh, and that yeah. was an epic experience. Remy is hysterical. Really? He actually sent me a pair of shorts after he was on the show. Because uh, we were talking did. about, like... <laughs> were they, Remy's, like, two inches long? Were they new or used? Remy's, oh, gosh. The, the, the they were 1.5. They were 1.5 the inches. They were not two inches. were shorter than any briefs I've ever owned. Yes. They're, they're definitely briefs. He, he, he believes in the short <gasps> oh, shorts. Man. And he's he is, the one... Yeah. They were he, basically, he like, unpop- a split thong. It's basically, yes. like, how long they were. <laughs> He has an unpopular. He has an unpopular theme of him by himself. He he believes that you can. I don't even want to get into it. I think he talked about it once about going into Starbucks in his short shorts, sweaty, and all that stuff. Oh um, no! But good. Yeah. If I wore those, I could race at night because I'd be luminescent yeah. with my white legs, which is glowing in the streetlights. Great. Oh my goodness. I love that. All right, so Maurice already gave us one of his five unpopular opinions i love it i love it it's as, as unpopular as maybe for some who maybe have said hey if you did this xyz i actually like it I, I can't say it's unpopular with me as someone who's been the beneficiary of the hype train um carolyn how are you I doing like before we get into the we, we fully break down our top fives oh yeah yeah oh well my whole family's been <laughs> been recovering from the flu since thanksgiving so if i sound kind of <laughs> right now it's because i'm like a slowly finally clawing my way (laughs) into the light into like being able to live and exist again as a somewhat like cognizant human being right now so that's oh wait all the lights in my in my room just turned off. Did you just lose power? <laughs> no. Your family does not agree. They just what turned is, off the lights. Just <laughs> they not agree. They just turned <laughs> off the like, lights. They're like, stop talking about it. Mom needs to us. shut this down. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's really weird. What is happening? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, my family um, first, like my son came down with, um, with the flu Thanksgiving night. And then I was the one taking care of him for the most part. And then I then got the flu from him and then so then it was like my daughter and then my husband and even though I like immediately had quarantined everyone off I think it's just when you're all living within the same tiny little house like I think it was just inevitable that we all got sick so everybody got it yep yep we just I've been so like medicated (laughs) and going through all these uh, boxes of tissues and I took a whole like a whole week off of running, which at this point now in my life (laughs) and journey as a runner, I think I have really come to embrace and understand that it's okay. I take it was okay, fine. It was like five, six days off of running um, and really just rested. Not like not even I didn't do any other kind of cross training or I didn't feel any pressure for myself to have to be doing something to maintain fitness. Otherwise, I'm going to lose, you know, whatever. But I didn't at all because I I think at this point in my life, I recognize I'd rather just let my body fully rest and recover, heal, you know, and let's just prioritize all of my energy into doing that 
and getting well instead of like almost feeling like I'm like showing up in a half-ass or mediocre way of just for the sake of getting a workout in to allay my fears, you know, and then prolonging my sickness. So, yeah, I actually did, uh, I, you well, know. Well, hats off to you. That takes a lot of discipline in itself. <laughs> I think all the multiple injuries that I've had over the last several years and, you know, sickness, all of that has finally taught me to embrace this, <laughs> this concept. Embrace the rest and recovery. Yeah. It's amazing that you're able to, like, take days off because right because I mean, shoot two months ago you're like i don't even know if i'm gonna be running now it's like oh i i i, I talked my way into taking days off it obviously means that you were in a position to run if you needed to so congrats on like just yeah, health wise yeah. like, with, like your body like especially your lower body like being able to be like all right it's getting stronger or feeling pretty good and you know being mm -hmm. able to kind of get it going if you <clears throat> needed to yes i mean well not to say that there wasn't at least a brief period of of uh, freaking out and and grief, I guess you would say. Because the last time that, the last time you and I recorded, I was just starting my return to run program, you know, from all of the physical therapy with the two torn meniscus, menisci, meniscuses, you know, that we were talking about. And I really, I was like, no, I just got into week three of my return to run program. And I could feel that, you know, that itching in the back of my throat. And I was like, my first reaction was anger. <laughs> like, no. Right. Here we, we go just again. Turn back time. I know. I felt like I was just sick. Like, come on. But, you know, and then it's like, there's nothing I can do to change that. I just need to accept where I am and then decide on how I want to, how I want to spend the upcoming week or so. <laughs> do I want to be fighting it the whole time or just accept where I am, get the rest I need, and then I can get back into running, you know? That so. was a really good come on. That was a really good one. Like they had like a little extra gravelly in it. That was. I'm gonna get the audio drop of that because here I'm recording this from Riverside FM, inside baseball. For people listening, there's actually a media dashboard. You know how like if you listen to the radio and like some of those like silly goofy shows, and they always put like little like sound nuggets in there, mm. where it's like like they're like, gonna use that. Come on. Yeah, like even like like two shock jocks. They say two shock jocks are talking, and then like they have a producer constantly putting like, little like sound bites in there as they're talking. <laughs> I can actually do that as we're talking. I think I'm oh, going to clip cool. that come on and just put it in there. That was a good one. Great. For sure. Like, I have, like, clapping, drum roll, laughing, it, drum joke. It's clip-worthy. It's clip-worthy. It was good. I liked okay. it. For sure. Um, cool, cool. This is great. All right. Before we get into our top fives, let's get into it. We have to say shout-out. Tracksmith, sponsoring every episode for the love of the run. And kudos to you guys. I will say this. They just sent Carolyn and I... The Franklin fleece, I will say. I already had one, but hey, Tracksmith, kudos. Thank you. Didn't ask for it. Appreciate it. Love it. However, I already had one. The Franklin fleece series. Everybody. They got the pants. They got the gloves. They got the hats. They got the the the, the, the jackets. That's what I have. I have the jacket. Holy cow. It is the perfect cold weather gear. It's my go-to for cold weather. It keeps me so warm. I get like a really good base layer underneath it, throw the fleece on, and I, I'm i good to go. I actually wore it uh, earlier this week, and I was toasty. I was just, I was feeling so good. And my wife, actually, because when the, the package came in, she goes, oh, here comes Matt ordering another running package. I, so I was like, no, they sent to me free. I didn't buy that one. I promise. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't. The funds are okay <laughs> for now. Um, with that said, she goes, well, actually, when you do that ad read, and this is kudos to her. She said, you should tell the people that 
the Franklin fleece you already have, and she didn't know the name of it, but the fleece you already have, like that thing does not keep the funk in it, right? We all know that running gear funk, no matter how many times you wash it, it kind of lingers, right? That fleece, right. she actually wears it on her walks. And I've had it for After years. You've worn had it, it for years, and she mm-hmm. still runs, still wears it. So I don't care what your what your your thoughts are on the Franklin fleece stuff, but for me, it's like my absolute go-to when it gets starts getting really cold. Yeah, I actually missed out on getting it last year. Like I kind of hemmed and hawed too long, and by the time I was ready to get it, it was all sold out. Like the women's pullover was sold out, and then it just remained sold out. And so this year, I, you know, when I knew that it was going to be winter time, I wanted to keep an eye out. And then they sent us one. So yeah, we got that email. You and I started texting. Like, did you just get an email from Texas? Did we just get a package? I know. I was like, did my account get hacked somehow? Someone just like went in and then ordered me a Franklin fleece. <laughs> but it is so soft. It's super lightweight, yet very warm. And I plan on wearing it tomorrow when I go out on my little... it's snowing as we record this. Yes. Here yes. Our first snow. First snowfall yes. of the season. Uh, season. Yeah. Not sneezing. <laughs> We're sneezing in the seasons. We're rolling. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you want to try some Tracksmith gear, please do. Go to Tracksmith.com slash love of the run. Not only that, it helps out the show. Please help out the show. But you also, we're going to kick 5% to our favorite charity. This is the best. It's like, you know, you want you know, you want to stay warm. You want gear. You want gear that's going to last. You want gear that's not going to get all functified. Go to Tracksmith.com. Get the Franklin series. Help us out. Help out our favorite charity. It's a win, 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 win. Win. There you go. Win, win. Four wins. Five wins? A lot of wins. A lot of wins, <laughs> lot of wins here in the Real Podcast. That's an old school song then. <laughs> there, there you go. I almost went into it, Maurice. I know the song you, you think I'm saying. Go on. Sorry. Okay. All right. So with that said, let's do our top fives. Our top five favorite unpopular opinions. I don't know exactly. Is that the title? Favorite unpopular. Favorite. Just unpopular uh, opinions. I think of runners right. or like holiday season. I don't know. Maurice gave fun. one. A very personal one. Which was nice. Yes. That was a good way to start yes. us off. All right. So we should say. Um, Wait, are we going think, from like the least controversial to the spiciest or that's a good what? Question. what are we that's, gonna... that's a great point. So I think we can lead this up to personal choice is what I'm thinking. Okay. So I know. But, but let me see what you guys think. I think because here's the deal. We're going to react to everybody. So we might run out of time. We may not be able to do all 15 of these. We don't want to give you the Joe Rogan four hour and 30 minute podcast. But we also want to make sure that we give out the good stuff. So um, okay. I don't know. I feel like if you have one that you definitely want to say, maybe it's a little extra spice, a little extra spicy, some jalapeno peppers on your takes. Definitely want to bring it out. Make sure you don't leave it on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll, I'll still start with a milder one but matt why don't you okay. go first you didn't get to share much about your running or anything yet though do you want to oh no everything's or fine. no oh, i crossed i crossed 2,000 <laughs> miles last weekend oh yes Ooh, on the year i saw your post yeah 2,000 miles that was nice wow. i didn't i didn't categorize i don't have like a catalog of my miles in my 20s um i probably had a year that i probably close, came close to 1500 but i don't know for sure um, but in the most recent years, um, way more this year than other years, almost always because of injury. But, you know, sometimes like, you know, injury, some injuries are just flat out preventable. And I think I did a good job this year of preventing the injuries that could have popped up. All right. So I did That's more, str- not true, a ton of strength yeah. work, but I did enough to kind of make sure that like I was healthy. Right. So that was a positive thing. I didn't have any huge injuries that um, could have derailed me. So I, what I was saying was that, hey, availability, you know, persistence. 
maybe a little bit of luck got me to 2000 as excited as i am about that i'm actually more hungry than excited because i'm already doing the math i want to hit 3000 next year which means 57.7 miles per week which is 9.6 miles per day if i take a rest day every week which has been what i've done with my coach so on average 9.6 miles a day but you know what that's what i'm doing this week so let's keep it going baby that's an awesome goal. I'm right with you. I, I can't say that I've ever hit 3,000 for the year. I've, I've really? consistently hit over 2,000. Yeah, I, not not trackable. So my goal for 2023 is to, to significantly surpass uh, 3,000. Wow, just just taking my accomplishment? Just, just, just Sorry, stomping I'm on it? Significantly so exceeding 3,000. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> Okay. Maybe that was a bit ambitious. Maybe that was a bit ambitious. No, it's not. I wasn't. That, you'd been doing 100 miles in that one was day. A, that you was a 100 miles in one day. I mean, let's I be, did. you could do it. I did. Well, actually, it took me 28 hours. So technically, it was all in one day. That's slacker. Slacker. Well, you did run like 92 exactly. miles in one day. Correct. Anchor down. Correct. Anchor down 24 Correct. hours. All right. Yes. Let's bring it in. All right. So I'm going to do this in the, the order that I wrote them down. Okay. So my first one is comparing yourself to other people is actually a good thing sometimes so i'm gonna put sometimes in there in parentheses and do a hand parentheses which actually looks like something else as i'm doing it um but <laughs> i will say i didn't, didn't expect that before, before i started that gesture but with that said um i i think comparing yourself to certain people other people can be a negative a lot of the time however when it comes to getting your butt out the door whatever it takes frankly whatever it takes to get your butt out of the door use it okay don't let it linger okay don't sit there and you know rumorate on that's not a word uh start thinking about other people all the time and like really trying to like comparing yourself like actually in terms of your accomplishments but if you need to be like hey i want to be the toughest guy on my block today i need to get out the door fine Whatever it takes to get out the door to start your run, I say use that fuel, use it. Don't linger on it. Don't let it sabotage your how you feel about your races or your workouts or your week or your month or your year. No, but whatever it takes to get out the door, I say use whatever fuel you got. It's like starting like a little like you know a little uh, you know fire in the backyard. You want to do s'mores with the kids? If you don't have firewood, freaking go through the recycling, get some cardboard, whatever you need start that fire i'm taking like the running equivalent of that so if you need to start look if you need to focus on other people to get out the door or to say no like i want to be the first one out or like no i want to be this be that and that's what it takes to get out take it i can stand behind that i can stand behind that i like that i've, I've done it carolyn's muted she's talking i can tell she's making a good point but she's on mute Dang it! Sorry. Okay, <laughs> I muted because I had this big cough. I needed to like hack out. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> Back on. Um, yeah, I guess if it's along the lines of like what Maurice was saying earlier, how you know people have told him or told you, you know that you give us inspire, you inspire us to not quit on ourselves or not think that our fastest days are behind us just because we're older or, you know, I guess that's, is that kind of along the lines then of like, there's kind yeah. of like a healthy, positive 
inspirational type of comparison. Yeah, kind of like that. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll actually give you an example, like a non, not not running example, but like earlier in my life, when I was in high school, I would like work out before school. Okay. So like in order to be like, you know, I'm, Maurice knows this, he's met me in person. I'm 5'8". Okay. I played college basketball. It wasn't because of talent. I can tell you that. So <laughs> I worked really hard to get better at basketball. And part of that was like working out before school in the mornings. And we live in New England. Some of those days weren't great. Hard work beats talent. So I worked my tail off. And for me, the way I was able to do it in terms of like actually making that happen as like a 16, 17, 18 year old, you know, who's like, I'm going to bed way later than I need to like, and then waking up at five to get workouts in like, that's not like customary for, for my, my friends or my age group. It was because I would be like, no, I'm the only one doing this. I'm the only one willing to do this. Even if it wasn't true, it was what I was able to tell myself to make it happen and to really like make it um, something that I enjoyed. Like I loved the idea of like I'm working while people are sleeping again. That probably wasn't true, but I was able to convince myself of that. And that's what got me out the door. And ultimately, the ends justified the means. Okay, okay. I, I love uh, what yeah. you just said, mm -hmm. that you're working while others are sleeping. That I've used that as fuel. Yeah. There's people hitting the snooze button, and there's no PR in snooze. Mm. And um, I've used that exact... Um, you know, one of our Instagram friends run, running Lisa, she, she was the queen of the 4 a.m. runs and the 4.30 runs, like long distance being done by like 5.30 a.m. just because of the way her schedule was. And I've used that as fuel in the past. If somebody else can be out there running 12, 13 miles at 4 a.m., then I can too. Yeah, Oof. there you go. Yeah, that was, that was my reasoning for sure. Carolyn. I like that. I can stand behind that one. That's, that one's not unpopular with me. Yeah, I like it. I like that. <laughs> and my next one's going to be talking to the third person. Way underrated. It's <laughs> underrated. Uh, I way think, underrated I think talking people... to the third person. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do it all the time. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's people like just cringing. You know, you know, like this guy again. <laughs> this guy again. <laughs> all right, Carolyn, you're up. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess following following your example here, Matt, my first unpopular opinion that I really, it is the first one that I wrote down was, you don't need to post end of your mileage. Hey, all right. Hey. I said, who started this? When did it become this thing that everyone posts? I honestly... I guess, I don't know, maybe I just felt like for all of a sudden, for several years, it would be this thing where people would post like every single end of the month post was like, this was my monthly mileage. And here's what I think about it. And then end of year posts. Yes, I ran <laughs> thousands of miles. And I mean, not to say like, I totally applaud you, Matt. And <laughs> this is not at all. You don't all need to preface it. Just trying just bring to the heat, anyone's <laughs> accomplishments, because even my own husband, like Jimmy, he's been calculating his yearly goal and like trying to get all the mileage done in this <laughs> recently in the last several several weeks or so. And I mean, so I'm not saying that those things are bad, but I guess like I don't know. A part of me is kind of wondering like. Are people posting it because they feel like 
they have to post it or are they posting it because this was truly something that they were working on and are really proud of and want to share? You know what I mean? I guess there's like a sense of like, I'm all about wanting to show up on social media in authentic ways to connect with people. And so... And I know it's not, it maybe not, and not everybody, like, that's not everybody's, like, core value. I don't know. So I just kind of wonder sometimes where I'm like, okay, now I'm, like, scrolling my feed and everybody's just, like, talking about the same thing. And then it also just puts more of this, like, propensity to compare, you know, and, like, make people feel like they are, they need to have run a certain amount of miles to be qualified as a runner or to be a good enough runner or something like that too, you know? And so I'm just kind of like, do we need to? Like, unless this is like really this big goal of yours that you are wanting to hit a certain amount of miles, you know, this year, like, we don't have to all talk about this. Like, don't feel pressured to have to post your, your year end mileage <laughs> unless you really, really like really felt like you needed to or want to, you know? I don't know. Sorry. Not again. Not to poo-poo anybody who, like, does that. Okay. <laughs> I still support you. <laughs> I love you, Matt. <laughs> I still liked and commented on your post. <laughs> I think that this whole thing started as, like, a byproduct of Strava. I think when Strava started uh, yeah, like, publicizing yeah, yeah. the monthly yes. recaps and kind of emailing yeah. you and then the thing. And then the stats, I think that was like you know, a, oh, that you could share. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, cause, and your yearly recap. Because I got to be well. honest with you, before this month i had never looked at my yearly mileage like i had to go back be like i ran 2000 i've ever done that before like i honestly didn't know so i'm like looking back i'm like all right I'm like then i'm like going back like oh hold on when i was in the ron mcdonald house group what was my mileage then i don't even know like it was for me it was like a whole like i had to like wait have i done this before i honestly don't know so i was like for me it was a whole different thing but i think it was once strava started sending updates about like monthly mileage i think that's when it was like oh look at this all right, let's do it. That makes sense. Kind of almost like Spotify wrapped. And, it kind of is. <laughs> and how <Yeah. laughs> everyone's been sharing that. Anyway. All right. Maurice, all right. what's your you popular go. opinion? Well, I have one that's not running related. I'm very highly opinionated on it, and it's not a popular opinion at all. I'm very, very against the socks and sandals look. <laughs> and, and, and any... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to the... It's one of my biggest pet peeves. In no scenario will you catch the marathon panda outside of the house in socks and sandals. Slides included. After an event, the socks come off before the recovery slides go on. No matter what. No matter what. This is a zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Zero excuse situation. Wait, what about like your backyard? I know it's... You know, what if you... Never. Positive Never. vibes and naked slides. That's it. And yes, positive vibes and naked slides. That's good. So never mind the whole trend with, you know, it started, I think, the youth do it. And it's it's highly acceptable. Yeah, people yeah, go to school it is. Like that and stuff. And I'm just, and then it ties right into one of the other ones, pajama pants in public. Um, just not, very highly opinionated about these things. And my friend just told me I'm going to sound like an old grumpy man when I say these things, and I'm okay with that. I don't think there's an, a scenario where a grown man should wear pajama pants in public. Is that a, is that like a common thing? Uh, like uh, outside of 
teenagers. I mean, when you say pajama pants. There are places where me and Maurice frequent where, where the, it's definitely common. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yes. okay, maybe you gotta like I, run sounded... and walk the dog or something real no. quickly, or no. grab a, a Starbucks. Put on a put on a pair of pants. <laughs> we see we see this. Put we on a pair this. of pants. We're, We're not in Metro <laughs> Boston. You live in a beautiful place. It's historic. Paul Revere rode through your town. It's awesome. Congratulations. They didn't run. No, they didn't. Kirkland Signature <laughs> ran through our town. Oh God. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And I love my town. This is not a, I, I've lived here. I'm happy. I love where I live. However, there's a lot of pajama pants. There's a lot. Of Especially post COVID. Post COVID. Oh, it was right, like, right, right. the Kraken on pajama pants. Yeah. My, yes. What about sweatpants or like joggers? That's okay. Or those pajama pants. It, it, it. No, it's okay. But then there's the gray mm. area. What's considered. It's like pants and what's considered there are some joggers yeah, that like obviously like people home slept in clothes. that night. oh yes exactly <laughs> i mean if they have you know simpsons and south park on them that's that falls into anything that has like gra- like image like pictures right like graphics on them that's like, yeah mm-hmm. yes. okay okay i like that like that. I'm, I'm gonna bump mine. I'm bumping one of my mouth. We've right. just gone. We've gone full deep end. We've we're in the deep end of hot sauce. The spice is flying. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go down to my number three because I want to make sure okay. I get this in there. Okay. Nikes are only good for race day. There's no good. There are no good Nike shoes for everyday running. They just don't exist. I don't care if you're a road runner or a trail runner. It doesn't happen. Nikes are garbage. For 95% of your training calendar, they are good for race day. The Vaporfly 2% are great. The Alpha Flies, there are some people who absolutely love those as well. Congratulations. Fantastic news. If you're looking for a daily trainer, I can give you 10 <laughs> different brands that are better. Right? 10. Okay. 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 Nike, daily trainers, even their threshold stuff. The Zoom Fly 5, they're, they're a hot... What about the Pegasus? Garbage. The Pegasus, I don't know, there's 39 of them. All all <laughs> Pegasi can go fly into the sun. You got wings, oh, fly into the sun. Oh, well, yeah, Maurice, don't you run in the Pegasus? So I, I can stand behind that a little bit. I used to fall, I was very guilty of falling into the Nike's fashion and their function did not match mm-hmm. their mm. their function did not match their fashion. So I can see where Matt's coming from. I have not found a pair of Nike Daily runners that I've been satisfied with. So I'm sorry, Nike. They've never called me anyway. So um, <laughs> I can stand behind what mm. Matt's saying. The Alpha Flies to me are a bit overrated. I just never fell in love with them. Um, Vapor Flies, I'm a big fan of. I think they justify the price because of the durability. Um, I will say that they're very durable. They last forever. I've put hundreds of miles oh, in them. Well. But I think Matt's right. The the Pegasus, I've had good luck with a couple of pairs, and I've had very, very disappointing runs in the Invincibles, I think they're called. They come out with all these new ones. The Invincibles that I try are hot garbage. Disappointing. The Invincibles, oh they my are. God. I mean, honestly. These names. I donated my oh. last pair with like 30, 30 miles on them. That's oh, how dang. disappointed I was. No, I hear you. No, it's true. My visibles, the, the 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 heel and the midsole on the back of the invincible is enormous. There's actually 
one of my favorite YouTube shoe reviewers, Edbud, from over in the UK. He actually took us took like an industrial saw to his Invincibles and and slimmed them down. He like cut off like an ounce and a half of midsole. He's like, they're actually pretty good now. Think about <laughs> think about that. Whoa. Think about Ooh. that statement. These are $180 shoes. He took a saw to them. He's like, no, now they're okay. Like, oh, now they're now okay. they're pretty okay. good. Okay. Now they're pretty like, good. Pegasus Nature came out. Like, hey, it's a Pegasus with some zoom fly in it. Check that out. And hey, this is recycled zoom fly. So not only are they great, but oh, that's you're why saving it's the nature. Environment. Environment. Congratulations. No, it's not recycled. It's the scraps. <laughs> it's the scraps that fall on the floor. <laughs> you know, like you have a notebook, right? You're 18, and you don't have like the perforated edges. You just have the one that goes right into the ring. And you oh, rip yeah. it off. Pull and you have like the little, the little like, shavings, shake, little, little shavings yeah. that come yeah. on the side, the right? <laughs> and then some of it kind of sticks in the ring. You got to pull it out. That's what the zoom That's fly what nature the shoes is made are out. Made out. It's crumbs <laughs> off the edge of the good stuff that get accumulated, glued together. And shoved inside is a turducken of shoes, basically, <laughs> and it's awful. And I am done with it. Want to race in Nikes? Have a blast. They're fantastic. If you want to run every day, I honestly go buy a pair of Fila's. I you can you can do better so many running other places. <laughs> That's my wow. Take on Nikes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you Nikki, really if you feel. want to sponsor the show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're open to it. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, they, I'm willing to be they, fun. Their I'm phone's going to be, be ringing fun off if you the hook tomorrow. For the love of the run. <laughs> oh. All right, that was right, a very Callan. passionate. Ooh. You're next. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, my next one also okay doesn't have to do with uh, running. It is. I don't think that love actually is that great of a movie. I don't know. Is that a thing? Okay, the I thought I thought that that was like an unpopular opinion because it seems like everybody loves watching Love Actually during Christmas time or holiday season. But I and I liked it when the movie first came out because I think it was like the first of its kind where they had all these multiple storylines and then in the end you see how oh wait they all kind of tie into each other and everybody kind of is like related to someone in some degree and and all of that but then the more I've watched it because inevitably every season every year during this season I get invited to watch movies with friends and then we always end up watching love actually and i just feel like the more time has passed the more i'm like first of all inappropriate workplace behavior on so many storylines with like prime minister with his like he's like new prime minister and he's already like uh, like the power dynamic of him and then the woman, his secretary, and then the other power, like weird workplace in uh, dynamic was like, uh, um, what is it? Alan Rickman's character. And then his secretary, who's like also being very, very inappropriate and straight up nasty. And I didn't really get like why they had such a connection in a, in a way that he's willing to it almost like emotionally have an affair for that and then I didn't understand did they get like 
are they getting therapy? Are they getting help at the end? You know, did they divorce? Did they separate? What's going on? And then the whole like America, the guy who's like obsessed with American women. I don't know. Just like all the different storylines. I felt like the more I like watch it now, the more I'm just over it. And I don't know why it continues to be a classic. So that's my Maybe it's not a maybe it's not an unpopular opinion, or maybe it's just because you two don't really care to watch I've Christmas seen romance. I can stand behind it because I've seen it three not, times. I can back that up with Die Hard is oh, a Christmas movie. Okay, and that's a very unpopular. Opinion is it too. Christmas? Okay, wait, but like, do you say it's a Christmas movie because it takes place during a Christmas party, or? Yes, and growing up, we oh, watched God, it at Christmas time. So to me, that. That classifies the as a Christmas passion movie. of the Christ. He's walking over the glass. He's saying, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's like, with us. Come on. That's like another debate topic. What makes a um, movie an actual Christmas movie? So Love Actually, do you think you should just, just follow the kid, Prince Harry Jr., playing the drums? Oh, yeah, that kid. No, I'm also like, ah, is that what we want to encourage? I mean, I don't remember how old he is. He in middle school? No, I don't Fairly. know how old he is. Yeah, it's kind of like middle school. He's like, like, girl, like a locket or something. Yeah. Yes. Like that stuff. I go, yeah, sure. I get it. But then I also just don't understand, like, what are we encouraging? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just all these different messages. And I'm like, is this like a cultural difference where in the UK this is like, we're, this is okay. I don't know. I just, I, well, there are a lot Alan of things Rickman to, 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 to bounce that. back from Love Actually into Harry Potter. It saves, <laughs> saved his career. Right, right. Harry Potter is what saved Alan Rickman's career. <laughs> Definitely. Snape. Anyway. Exactly. All right. <laughs> was, he, was, he, was he more of a bad guy in Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone or Love Actually? Love Actually. I agree. Yeah. She no. feels very strongly about See, because Snape, as Snape, actually. he actually, he loved actually <laughs> like the potter family <laughs> very t- lily potter and Spoiler why i'm just gonna 20 years later <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay sorry yeah the movie the movie series has been out now yeah, for long Harry potter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway all right <laughs> i love that maurice right. maurice already gave th- he already gave his Did he get- two and three. Oh, oh. He talked about socks. I, I can oh, throw one out there. Oh, yeah, sock we, sandals. We, we, we ca- casual, casual clothing. We did a full wraparound on it. Oh, yeah, great. and the pajama. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. No pajama pants. All right, no I feel like you got more. No you got more in you. What do we got next? Pineapples belong on pizza. Oh, my. I agree. I oh. love that. I love that combo, too. The Canadian bacon and the pineapples. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Maurice is invited over for dinner. (laughs) Yes. Carolyn gives it two thumbs up. How do you cut up the pineapples on your pineapple? How do you, is it the big circles? Is it chunks? Is it, how do you, how does the pineapple? Chunks. Chunks. Yeah. Triangle Triangle chunks. chunks. No big circles. Who does that? I don't, know. I don't get that. Big circular, (laughs) circular pineapple slices on your pizza. I don't know. That's how pepperoni comes. Am I, is it really that crazy? <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Wait, 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 wait. Is it worse to have broccoli? On a pizza. I don't know. The most popular pizza topping of all time. <laughs> but that makes sense. <laughs> it's meat. <laughs> okay. So 
Okay. Is it because it's like the salty, sweetie, sweetness? Yeah. Like, yeah. Bounce back. It's just yeah. so good. And for people to debate it, it just it's gets just, me upset. I know. I don't get it either. Why all the hate towards that? You know? There's a lot of hate know. on it. People so is it. I don't get it. Is it that you're okay with it or that like you just prefer it to like a lot of other options? It's one of my top Yeah, choices, same here. Where some people say it does. <laughs> I sent a picture to my friend recently. And he said that is unacceptable. Pineapples do not belong on pizza. So it's it's. There's a lot of people out there that feel that way. I don't know. It's that umami combination. You got like both the salty and the sweet instead of you know. Yes, exactly. You know that t- sometimes you're like eating all this salty food, like you eat a bunch of chips or you just eat a bunch of pepperoni sausage pizza. But then it's like you need something sweet after. And then you eat something sweet, exactly. but then you're like, no, I now I need to balance it out with something salty. But then with the pineapple and meat or Canadian ham, bacon, I mean, pizza, you got best of both worlds in every bite. And now I'm salivating. You don't need it to be on the pizza. You can just have a nice big glass of coffee milk next to you ready to, you know, okay, bring again, I really don't think I'm understanding <laughs> oh. this coffee milk idea. Coffee milk and Is it a person? Is now, it a beverage? A I'm like, <laughs> we have it with pizza, apparently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Murray. Marathon Pineapple Panda. I love it. Yes. I'm all for <laughs> it. All right, that's it. You're now now I know that yeah, yeah. the Pineapple Express. <laughs> named after the movie. Here comes the Pineapple <laughs> Express running the marathon. <laughs> all right. Am I next? I feel like I'm am I yeah, I'm next. All right. Um I don't have any like super spicy ones after that all right um got a couple okay spring marathons hmm. way better than fall marathons this way Ooh, that's hard. better if you are planning on running a marathon run a spring marathon don't run a fall marathon if you have to choose because running marathon training in the summer sucks just does hate to break it to you sucks maurice ran a 100 mile race in <laughs> august it sucks okay However, well, that's not winter a fall running, marathon. August, that's when you're on. doing a lot of your training. Okay. Well. You're running in October. You're killing it in the summer. You're crushing it in the summer. You're running Chicago. Are you telling me you're not killing it in August? You better be. You better be. <laughs> However, you're running a spring marathon. You got your Franklin fleece on. You're feeling great in the winter. <laughs> oh, Right? Nice. You're good. You dress up in the cold. You're ready to go. After the first 10 minutes, I don't care how cold it is. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You can't cool down in the summer on the run. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. True. Normal people aren't running around with ice vests on. Okay? However, in the winter, you got your gear. You're ready to go. And most This was almost one of my takes. The most underrated cold weather object, chapstick. Oh, if you get chapstick, you get chapstick on... Warm weather, warm oh, weather okay. item too. Don't underrate. Chapstick okay. is underrated. For, there you go. For right? you get all that on after the first ten minutes. You're fine. You're fine running in the winter. Maybe you don't have like the best like footing. Sometimes it's fine. You're working on aerobic base anyway. Slow the hell down. You're cool. Okay. Spring marathons over fall marathons. If you have to choose. <laughs> so what if you don't have the best footing? Well, I gotta back that up, Matt. Go ahead. With, this is going to offend some people, and I, I never say things to be offensive, but one of my unpopular opinions is that downhill marathon PRs should have an asterisk Ooh. next to them. What is the asterisk? What do you mean? 
that you ran Ooh, downhill for the entire race. Okay, okay, okay. So you're speaking directly to like the rebel <clears throat> races? Right. Once again, it's not to offend anybody. Hmm. I feel I'm very highly opinionated against it though. True, true. I mean, some would argue it requires a whole different set of, you know, like quad muscle usage to not totally shred your legs going downhill for so long. I'm not a scientist, but it's you run mm, faster mm, downhill mm. than on a, than on a rolling hill mm, course. Mm. It does require special training. Mm. I'm not trying. Once again, it's not to be offensive, but you spoke. This is supposed true, to true, be true. unpopular. So that's my that's my oh, unpopular. Yeah. Take. It's fair. I mean, it's a reason why you can't yeah, qualify for certain races sense. with like oh. a significant net down. Right. Oh really? Exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's why CIM. Yeah. Fits in because you're still going 600 to 700 feet uphill. It's a net 300 oh, downhill, but you're still climbing 600. So if you go to someone's Strava file yeah. for CIM, their gap pace is lower than their actual pace because of the uphills. Hmm. So like the Strava algorithm still says, you know, it was not a net uphill, but that like it wasn't a net down. It wasn't like a, a real net downhill race. Yeah. Oh, However, like okay, you, there okay. are some races that just like we've all seen them. It's like two thousand feet downhill. And it's just yeah, like yeah. a linear progression. It's like the podcast listenership when I start talking about oh no, Nikes. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think you're next, Carolyn. Maurice jumped in. He jumped in with the with, with, with an unpopular opinion. I guess. Okay. Maybe I think this is my spiciest one. And then that's it. Well, because my other one initially, my my blandest one was that eggnog is the best holiday drink, and I am drinking some right now. Cosine, okay, because it All is. Right, see, okay, yeah, because good. it I'm is. Glad I didn't use. Okay, great. <laughs> that's not unpopular. I was wondering if you had just a white glass or if you were drinking something really thick and white. Oh yeah, no, really thick, really thick and white. I wait yes. all year. Me too. For eggnog season, it's not even holiday season. Yes. It's eggnog season. Okay, <laughs> see, because I put out an Instagram poll earlier in the season of being like, <laughs> is like eggnog is the best holiday drink, true or false? And it was so evenly split. And there were a lot of people who answered <laughs> the poll. It was like 51 to whatever, like 40, whatever the other opposite thing was. Like, I was shocked because eggnog was like, this is like my go-to drink. Okay. I stand behind okay. That. Eggnog just has a branding thing. problem. It has the worst name. It has a <laughs> I, li- name. I don't know why. I just thought it, I don't know. That never bothered me. You're like, like, hey, it. eggnog. Like, what am I drinking? Is this something that Rocky drank when he was training and Rocky won? I mean, kind this? of. Like five eggs in a blender? What is this? Traditionally, it is made out of egg, like raw eggs, right? I guess, but it's like, anyway. I think they could do better with the name. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Right? Can, can, can someone it's get on like the eggnog PR bandwagon? Like, there's a lot of PR people out there, right? Come on. You, you got to do something with the name. What do you call it? Cop. Dang it. What's that drink y'all keep saying? Carolyn's coffee Holiday creamer. Delight. Creamer coffee. No. What are y'all? <laughs> coffee milk. Coffee milk. Okay. Yes. Anyway. See? Coffee milk crushed it. Can't no. Be, I don't. Your Massachusetts residence <laughs> okay. needs to be Okay. Questioned. Okay. I'll figure out what that is. <laughs> Carolyn, okay, Carolyn's like the last... movie, movie Road Trip. Carolyn's like the walking behind me that. You know, they're like, we're what? going to Austin. Boston? Austin. Like there she lived in both. What? <laughs> okay, I also have no context for what that movie is about. So <laughs> Okay, okay. My last unpopular opinion 
is, I think that we should all still be wearing masks, regardless of COVID, during this season, because of all of the respiratory things going around. And I think that if we're traveling on airplanes and in enclosed spaces with a lot of people, we should all still be wearing masks. Not necessarily for our own protection per se, but because masks in and of themselves protect other people from whatever germs we are carrying. And so it is only the respectful, considerate thing to do to wear masks. And I think that would really highly like help with the spread of just like flu, RSV, everything that has been going around ever since Thanksgiving. Cause I know that my family's not the only one who has gotten sick since Thanksgiving. And anyway, okay, that is my... <laughs> was that the one when you were like, I have one that everyone's going to hate me if I say it? Yeah, it was that and then... The it wasn't the eggnog cake? Needing... No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> that and the, the, you don't need to post your your year end mileage. <laughs> no, that was just personally directed at me. I don't think, I don't think it was for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I'm going to send you a pizza with pineapple on it. Hey, Matt Chinnam is the worst unpopular <laughs> opinion. <laughs> Bordering on popular opinion. Um, that is my, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's all. Mo. That's all. Just saying. You got another one in the queue? It, once again, it might, it's going to, Panda might lose some popularity with these. Um, it's it's not meant to, to be offensive. I've never been a big fan of the, of the barefoot running under any circumstance um when i see somebody with no shoes and no socks on at a race it's it's not <laughs> pleasurable for me it's it's hard for me to have you been passed by a barefoot runner i cannot say that i have i've gone out of my way to make sure i, I have not been beat. like a freight train what it was at west warwick so west warwick high school is at the top of a very steep hill and it was like, it starts and ends at West Warwick High School. It was like, shoots down the hill, bike path, turn around, come back, back up the hill. It was at the start of the race. I think, like, maybe he was barefoot running because he lost his shoes. Because he was, for some reason, he was behind me at the start of this race. It was very small. <laughs> it was just like when Maurice passed me in the half marathon I talked about earlier. I'm about halfway in, and this person passes me like a freight train coming past. Going down eight extremely steep hill. He's like, heel pounding barefoot going down this hill and he like won the race and it was like i was like oh god this is this is not i mean i didn't realize how fast he was going to end up running in the moment i was like this does not portend positive things for me (laughs) he passed by this dude on a downhill because i'm just like my feet are hurting in like normal shoes running down this downhill because it's so darn steep and he was just like pounding the pavement with these suckers i don't know if he has like the biggest calluses in the world but it was um it was a tad dispiriting in the moment, for sure. It might just be a little <laughs> haterade, and I apologize, but it's I'm pretty pretty highly opinionated on it. What's worse for you? It's what just an like opinion. if you saw someone in a race wearing pajama pants, and then next to them was someone barefoot running? Which would aggravate you most, or oh, Carolyn, who would you, so this was who would you want so to be for you? What? Carolyn, this was teed up so nicely for you. I thought you were going the other direction. What? Imagine if the what? barefoot runner finishes the race, puts on socks and sandals. 
Well, yeah. I mean, no, but I want to know. <laughs> oh. I want to know who Maurice would want to beat more. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's I'm sorry. That's... I don't mean to step on you. I was like, I was hoping no, you were no. going the that barefoot, angle. The like, barefoot oh, runner. I would want to. I would want to beat more. I would want to beat more. And if I lost, my training would be around the being... barefoot. Would the person? run streak end <laughs> at a protest, or would you be like, no, I'm just sleeping it no, no, it, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't stop the run streak. I would train specifically to not lose to that person again. All right, yeah. I got, I got two more. Oh, okay. I met a guy at at my at my ultra though that wore Crocs just because he knew how much it aggravated people, and he finished the one hundred miler in a very. He wore very Crocs in the time. desert to um, run it. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, he, that's his thing. That's his thing. My daughter's basically taking that approach to winter boots. She so I can't, cross, I can't hate on because he boots. does it, and he has he has a reason. Wow. Why oh he god, does it. that's wild. That's a strong. That's a strong stance to take it a hundred miler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cool. be pretty confident in your fitness. Like I'm just gonna like throw these shoes on just to troll people. That's how fit I am. I can just yeah, like not seriously. worry about finishing. <laughs> He has multiple ultra finishes. finishes I get like rocks. like two pieces of sand in my shoe, and I'm like the princess in the pea story. <laughs> like I can feel it immediately, and it needs to come out right now. <laughs> this guy's so running around in Crocs in the desert. So can I? I can't. Even, wow. Oh my god. And Does he have socks on in his Crocs? Okay. Well. Yes. Wow. Maybe that helps. I feel like that does. Yeah. That's yeah. why. <laughs> still, still though. That's wild. Okay. Two ones. These are not these aren't spicy. I feel like we're ending on, on a whimper here. I'll just say this. A lot of people are into like the you can run your best marathon ever with three days a week. You do Ooh. this plan, you do the lifting, you do the this, you do the that, you run three days a week, you're good, right? There's like, seen a lot of plans, a lot of marketing around like, hey, basically, like you can be good at running without running. Basically, it's like the like it's what they're trying. It's like the vibe they're trying to give out. Like, hey, you want to be good at running, but you don't like running? We are got the plan for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is that like How, a couch like to marathon program? You see a lot of. I think it was really big in like the hit running, like the hit community, like uh, the high yeah, intensity yeah. training, uh -huh, kind uh -huh, of like, uh -huh. kind of CrossFit kind of thing. Which are, if you don't get hurt, great sports. Um and. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people get hurt doing CrossFit, right? If you're doing freaking and, yeah, any hit, clean and jerks yeah. for time. Just be careful out there, people. It's dangerous. That's almost a hot take of mine. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing cleaning jerks for time. You should okay. be doing it for safety, for goodness sake. Anyway, um, yeah. So, miles, miles, miles. You want to be good at marathoning? Turn, Turn up, up the, the volume. volume. Run That's how you get more, better. not less. Run more. Turn up the volume. Shout out Fast Pat who ran 5,000 miles for longer. Year. Run more for longer. That's my point. You want to be good at marathons? Mm. Throw in a two-hour run for 52 weeks straight, 52 weeks a year. Run for two hours once a week yes. for a year. That's how, you want to go to marathons? Do that. Run right? for four hours. Run longer. Okay. Again, do it safely. Don't do it when your body's not ready for it. Make sure you're doing the strength stuff necessary to stay, to stay healthy. Of course, all of those things. Right. The best ability is availability. However, you want to be good at marathons. Pick up the miles. Don't do the four-week version of your run training. Mm, mm. You want to do it for a 5K? Fine. Have a blast. Okay? Not for marathoning. 
Yeah. I stand behind that. That's not on. I didn't know that that was even a thing that was oh, being such touted. a thing. It is such Oof. a thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. But if I do Zumba and then I take my rest day and then I do my hit training and then I run. Yikes. It's like, no. hey, you can be an active person doing that and you yeah. can ha- do really good at certain races and you can be a very fit individual. I'm not against any of these activities per se. It, however, if marathon is the goal, I mean, goal, not just something, hey, I want to finish. Great. Again, nothing wrong with that either. But if you have marathon goals. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Pump up the mileage and do the ancillary things to help you bump up the mileage from a strength training perspective or whatever to help support you so you don't get injured. But get those miles up for a long period of time and we'll get you where you want to be. Don't do less. Mm-hmm. That's right. Do more. And you can't run fast. You can't get faster there if you you're go. not out there running there fast. There you go. All right. You, I feel like, Morris, you've done like 10. I'm going I'm to double up on this one. Last one. This is so mute. This is so muted. This is weak. However, I want to say it. <laughs> okay. Because I feel you guys have all done beverages. I haven't done a beverage. You guys have done food. I haven't done food yet. Okay. I'm going to do food one. Decaf coffee. Unbelievably underrated. There's nothing wrong with decaf coffee. Okay. 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 What? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Wait. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I love coffee. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> I have no problem. I can drink caffeine and fall asleep. Okay. That is, I'm fine with that. It's not going to affect me. In fact, I did it last night. Had coffee for the ride home. We went out with a couple, couple things. We did like two couples, kind of like fun thing. Had coffee, came home, fell asleep right away. That was fine. However, wow. I will say this: decaf coffee is really good. If someone's like, "Hey, I don't like," someone's really caffeine sensitive. Okay, coffee is fantastic. I love the taste of it, and I think there's anything wrong with decaf coffee. And he gets hated on, and I don't think that's right. And I'm standing up for decaf coffee. Decaf, <laughs> I love you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. I'm being body positive for decaf coffee. I love you just the way you are. Wow. That was a good pitch, Matt. That was a really good pitch. I still can't stand it. I still think it's unauthorized and should be against the law. I can see that, though. I mean, for people who are more caffeine sensitive or, you know. Yeah, nighttime. I'm not opposed to having some decaf with a dessert, you know, after dinner or something like that. I'll give an example. Not for like morning. I gotta wake up and get my personality charged. Oh, no. And me either. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Hey, I love coffee. I'm drinking two or three cups of coffee every morning. Normal, regular, high octane coffee. However, I remember this great. There's a Sports Illustrated feature on a uh, Oakland A's pitcher, a left-hander named Barry Zito, about 20 years ago. I remember reading this uh, feature in Sports Illustrated, and he loved coffee. He just loved it, but he couldn't like drink a normal cup of coffee at the volume that he wanted to drink coffee because he'd be like completely over caffeinated. So he drank like 10 cups of coffee all day, but he would have like, it was all decaf. Again, decaf doesn't mean no caffeine. It means basically like a little bit of caffeine. It's like saying sugar-free, right? So there's a little bit of caffeine there. So like over the course of like these 10 cups of coffee, he was probably having like two cups of coffee worth of caffeine or whatever. Um, And that was kind of like how he did it. I remember at the time being like, this seems unnecessary. But ultimately... (laughs) I remember that, and I was like, you know what? Now that I'm here, I'm roughly the age that he was when he wrote that article, or was part of that article. I'm in. I'm fine. I'm cool with it. So is it kind of like the non-alcohol, the ver- uh, the coffee version of non-alcoholic beer? One hundred percent. Like Which athletic I brew. I had an alcoholic beer tonight, so I'm down with oh, that comparison. Okay. All right then. <laughs> there you go. Maurice the Marathon Panda just pineapple his pineapple expressed his way <laughs> off the podcast because he is no oh, longer no. in our video screen. 
with that said, we've all done our top five things. However, yeah. Carolyn, you wanted to end the podcast. You had a great idea for how to end the, the, the last podcast, our last collaboration for this year. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to think of, you know, we call it, we call our podcast For the Love of the Run, and it's supposed to capture the, I guess, the amateur spirit of running, you know, how much we love the sport, and that's why we're here. That's how we have connected with one another, not necessarily because we're both <laughs> elite, super fast runners or anything, but mostly because we love the sport, and we love the community, and just the the way that the sport has influenced and impacted our lives. So I thought it'd be fun if maybe um, the last episode for the year that we kind of share, I don't know, like a way of um, what has, how has running, how have you grown in the love of running <laughs> this past year? Or what's something that you appreciate that running has taught you this year? I love this. So I'm going to take, I got, I got a good one, I think. It's mm -hmm. not quite quite how you described it but i feel like it's close i think it's in the vicinity yeah. and that is sure. um so race registrations for road races are down this year not down mm -hmm. compared to like 2020 or something but if like you compare it to like our pre-covid numbers mm -hmm. 2022 was down say to 2019 right um mm -hmm. and i obviously covid's still around but i think for the most part it's not that COVID in and of itself probably isn't stopping, isn't the reason why registrations are down right now. I, don't, mm -hmm. I definitely wouldn't say that's like the primary, even the, even the secondary reason for why that would be the case. Um, and I say that's because trail running registrations are up. Oh, interesting. So uh -huh. there's a lot. Of, so <clears throat> I will say this for 2023, races are a lot of fun. They are also anxiety inducing. Nervousness for me personally, being a starting line, I can I can relate to all of that. However, I think races are an extremely, extremely positive experience for way too many reasons that I'm going to list here because this is kind of like our last little parting shot kind of deal. But I think they're great. I just think they're great for so many reasons, especially fun local races that are part of your community. And I think even if you're not like in PR shape, who cares about that? So going to races can be a fun really fun thing to do i think it's highly enjoyable i i look back on all my races so fondly like in races i don't even remember the time i ran but i remember the experience that i had and i really enjoyed it and even if you have a family you have young kids get them in the kids race or they're out there or they're, they're rooting on their mom or dad or whoever i just think it's a hugely positive thing and i would love to see those numbers click back up again again if you're sick or whatever like obviously you're not gonna be signing up for a race and i wouldn't expect you to but the fact of the matter is that that I don't think that's the reason why races are down. I think people kind of got out of the habit, and understandably so, because a lot of races mm -hmm. were closed, and we all know what happened over the past few years. I don't have to regurgitate that. But ultimately, I think we got to get back in the habit because they're fun, they're enjoyable, they're hugely positive experiences that can really change and shape the way we view athletics and competition and pushing ourselves and just being immersed in the community. And I think that people should register for more road races, especially people who are listening to this show, because you would never be at our what? I'm sorry one hour and 10 minutes deep into this podcast if you did not love running. So go <laughs> run a race and bring a friend because they're great. Yes. Oh, wow. We've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know that the stats on the, on the races, that's really interesting, especially that trail racing has been um, increasing. But um, okay. Well, I guess something that running. Oh, Maurice Hi. is back. Maurice is back. And he's echoing. Oh man, Maurice. All right, we almost had Maurice there. He tried to get back on, but once someone gets kicked off, 
the Riverside FM stream. It's hard to get back on. Um, and he didn't leave on purpose, just connectivity issues. It happens yeah. to all of us. We almost got him back there for the last second, but ultimately it didn't happen. So, Carolyn, before we get going, what's your thing? Yeah. Um, I've learned, <laughs> I've learned to appreciate, um, everything that goes into running. I've learned to appreciate and honor my body <laughs> in in different ways that I didn't know that I didn't know. Um, and I actually just wrote, uh, an Instagram post about this, about how I started 2022 thinking that this is going to be my big comeback year. You know, I I had surgery at the beginning of 2020 because I had this long standing issue with my accessory navicular and I had been training. I had finally gone gotten to a good year and a half, you know, without any kind of injury. I was doing different kinds of, you know, strength workouts and um, really moving at a pace that I felt like finally was in the rhythm that my body needed, you know, and I was working, I, I'm still working, you know, with a very great coach. And we had been building up, you know, to the, that first marathon in the spring um, because I had these two marathons, like the two big races that I had uh, for 2022. So I fully went into this year thinking like, all right, it's going to be my celebration year, my comeback year, two marathons, and then whatever other fun races that we can do in between. And then instead, I have run zero races <laughs> in 2022. You're the reason of the, the stature down. This what? The stature down. The the <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'll have to. Yeah. I'll get on it for 2023. I'll have the, my, the my coffee milk. We, we talked before about the uh, the, the the asterisk. It's the Carolyn Sue asterisk. If you, right. If you, if you hadn't gotten hurt, we would have been fine. Totally. I would have sustained <laughs> the statistics and registrations. So, yeah. So, like, through the injuries, through the sickness, and then, um, <clears throat> well, through, during this downtime, basically, of not running, um, you know, I think I've just had the opportunities to um, – reckon with my own health, you know, and um, at the Rise Run retreat that I attended in the fall, um, a dietitian was there, Holly Fueled Nutrition. Um, that's her Instagram handle. Yeah, Holly and, Samuel. She's great. Yes. And she was giving kind of just, you know, an overall example plan of how much carbohydrates and protein, you know, calories that, um, that specifically female athletes need on a regular basis, um, as well as, you know, when we're training for a certain A race, as well as when we're resting, you know, on recovery days. And all of that made me realize, I think I've been under fueling like all this time, you know, that diet culture mentality is so pervasive, you know. Um, in our society that a lot of times, I think most often than not, like female athletes really suffer from that because, you know, we were already more at risk for different bone density issues and osteoporosis, but, um, but also just with our regular hormone changes and things that really tie into our muscle health, our bone health, all of that. Like if I'm not getting enough carbs and protein on a daily basis because I'm thinking I'm eating healthy just by eating like salads and smoothies all the time, which are all good things, but they're still not enough to really like fuel and nourish my bodies for the level of performance I'm expecting, you know, that I need to really like reckon with and like revisit and relook at my my lifestyle choices, you know, just things like that, that I've been learning and like 
learning how to rest when I'm sick, you know, like I was just sharing about earlier and has just really made me appreciate and uh, not take for granted this body that we have, you know, that this one body that we're given this lifetime that we really do like we need to take care of ourselves <laughs> for the longevity of the sport. And I think I do, I do truly love running. There's just nothing else in my mind, no other kind of movement that really can be a substitute for running. And I still have my goals that I want to pursue after, you know, <laughs> even though I'm almost 40 now. And, <laughs> and I just, I want to, I have hope that my story is not finished yet. And so I have these two races that are still like I was able to defer <laughs> to 2023. And so moving into this next year, I want to approach things with wisdom and um, with a lot of intention, you know, at, like being mindful of really, really prioritizing rest, good nutrition, as well as just going at the pace that my body needs without comparing to anyone else. <laughs> and um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens in this new year. So this, here, those here. Are my you thoughts. got this. Mar Marisha's got set a 5K PR at 44. You got five years until you hit that. You're fine. I, got, I, I have five more years until my peak. <laughs> here you no, go. Or who kidding. knows? You might set another PR next year. We don't know. No. Who knows? Let's keep it going. <laughs> All right. This has been so much fun. Everyone who's listening, thank you so much. We really, so just greatly appreciate it. Make sure you go to tracksmith.com forward slash love of the run to get some really good gear, 5% to some unbelievable causes, and also to get yourself ready for this winter months, right? Take advantage of those spring marathons. Hit those miles up in the winter. Also, if you haven't done so already, go subscribe to Relay over on Patreon, where Carolyn and I are teaming up with an unbelievable set of co-creators putting out good stuff every single month. It's $9 a month or 10% off if you do the full year, or you just try it out. See if you like what you see. See if you like what you see. I have a feeling that you will. It's patreon.com forward slash relay. Thank you so much for listening and happy running.